Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Cover Drive Collective. When something amazing happens, we call it Christmas come early or Diwali come early. But this time something really scary happened. So I must say this is Halloween come early. A very happy Halloween to all our listeners. Hi Anand, how are you doing? And how are you feeling after the World Cup has kicked off? Our country, India, has had our first match against Pakistan, the most highly anticipated match. And of course, you and I and all our listeners know what the result was. For those living under the most humongous rock and don't know the result, Pakistan convincingly took us down without us taking even a single wicket. Anand, what was your spontaneous reaction at the time and how have you processed this result? Hi, everyone. Hi, Vashisht. Uh, you know, I'm great. You know, Except for that loss which we had against Pakistan on 24th of uh, October. Yes, I was pretty sad, but you know, uh, 12-1, okay? Yes, we couldn't take a wicket. We were not, we did not give our best. We just, you know, put out, put up a modest total of 151, if I'm not wrong. But, you know, this is a part of a game, right? Like, it, yes, it was India versus Pakistan. Yes, there were big dignitaries over there. Jay Shah, Akshay Kumar, Urvashi, Rotela, Miss India, Miss World. I mean, yes, they were there, but it, after all, it's a game, right? Okay, so you, you got to see that from Angle and I'm a little, I was a little disappointed, but I was not very, very heartbroken because you got to understand, right? Uh, one, you know, some other time they had to win. Okay, yes, we had 12-0 over them. Okay, but uh, once MS Dhoni said, you know, in 2016, after our win against them, okay, in 2016, he said, yes, we have won against them 12-0, but the pressure is going to be the same. I mean, yes, Unpe... What he said, and I'm quoting in Hindi, yes, kaisa pressure pad jata hai 12-0 ka, wohi pressure pad jata hai 12-0 ka. So it's like, you know, bari bar hai, to teri bar bhi jiti you know, it's it's like that. And if you don't win, it, it will be like, teri bar bhi 13 times also did not win. So it, it's that way. Just what as a part of a game, you got to accept it and you have to move on. So I'm pretty chill and I know India will make a comeback. So Absolutely. It's so Anand, you tell me uh, how you know how were you feeling actually after this loss? Before that, I can't believe you mentioned the word dignitary and Urvashi Rautela in the same sentence. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I think that broke my heart a lot more than the India loss. Okay, okay. So okay. I have spoken to a lot of friends. Um, I was at the Irish bar on Sunday with a bunch of friends watching the match. And there was a heated debate on the car on the way back. And one half of the car was India played badly. And the other half of the car was no, India played well. Virat Kohli's innings was a serviceable captain inning. Rishabh Pant made a significant contribution. Obviously, the total was seen as under par. But Anand, I was on the side which which was that Pakistan just outplayed India, bat, ball and field. I think India played good cricket, but Pakistan played fabulous cricket. I'd like to start with the bowling because Shaheen Shah Afridi is this young revelation. He showed brilliance in the few matches that he got in the 2019 World Cup. He was amazing in those, between, in the interim 
when he was playing test cricket. He was fabulous against Australia. He was fabulous against New Zealand. Shaheen Shah Afridi, truly a revelation. Imad Wasim contributing. Hassan Ali bowling very well. I think these are the guys who are going to win you matches in crucial matches such as these. It's obviously Rizwan and Babur batted so freely. but they were not under pressure because they knew the total was attainable the bowlers set the match up for the batsmen very very well which w- which made it a lot easier for babar and rizwan to just play their free game take the singles and doubles when needed to and accelerating the innings with a few boundaries when the loose balls were given to them and there was so much pressure on the indian bowlers because of the total being a not so competitive total So Anand I would like to ask you about India's batting. I mentioned Pakistan's bowling but do you think India's batting in the first innings was it a serviceable innings or do you think there was a little bit of a crumble? Yes there was a little bit of crumble but thanks to Virat Kohli and Rishabh Pant obviously uh, we we got a decent total of 152 I think we were at least 15 to 20 runs short because it was a very good batting surface I'll be very honest with you yes there was initial swing but uh, if you could have countered it that for the first two overs after that that swing after that the swing was gone okay it was just bat and ball and and it was a proper batsman game after that after the first two overs okay so uh, uh, but you know you got to give it to shahin shah afridi i mean even though the swing was there for just a over and a half or two that guy you know made the most of it he got big wickets like kl rahul clean bowl in swinger you know rohit sharma lbw i mean i mean boy he's he's some talent bro so uh, i feel we had a decent uh, six run you know i feel in the power play was very crucial you know uh, as you know the experts say and you know we have also said the first six overs and the last five overs okay uh, those are the main start and the end is the main of every innings you know of for every team so i really feel uh, we gave it we lost the first we lost actually lost the match when we lost those first two wickets i'll be very honest and i'll be very open because your openers give you the start i mean uh, you know if you don't get a good start or you don't get a good foundation accelerating becomes a little difficult towards the end okay so we've seen that in the ipl over and over again you get a good foundation then you know it becomes easy for the rest to follow so i feel india's batting did decently yes virat kohli did give you know he did handled the ship well but that kick start which we were really expecting from kl rahul and rohit sharma that did not come yes bad days happen but uh, you know a big game like this you expect them to step up you know no doubt you're absolutely right there but anand i'm starting to notice a pattern our top order is susceptible to left arm pace in 2015 the odi world cup it was mitch stark In 2019, it was Trent Bolt. In the World Test Championship, it was Neil Wagner, and now it's Shaheen Shah Afridi. Left-arm pace has always been a sort of weak point against our top-order batsmen, and unless we have a strong left-arm pace net bowler to practice against, like a Natarajan or a Sakarya or a Nanakat, I don't know how we'll be able to focus on our opponents when we ourselves are not st- strong in this particular area. of course yeah, you know have... you you put out a very good point actually so uh, left arm you you must be noticing it right now but you know i have noticed it since the past 3 to 4 years you know i have noticed you know uh, 
they we have not been very good at left arm you know facing the left arm paces because we really don't have any good quality left arm pace i'll be very honest yes chetan sakaria you know natarajan they are good prospects but they still have got a very long way to go okay mitchell stark is a legend mitchell johnson is a legend uh, the only left arm pacer the good quality left arm pacer india ever produced was zahir khan and ashish nair i'll be very honest okay i mean these two were legends of the game so you know uh, i feel that time we did not have much of a problem but right now we are having problems facing left arm pacers but you know uh, if we tackle the swing early and you know we can just play them out you know just uh, if we get decent uh, amount of deliveries and score ones the twos and if there's a loose ball here and they whack them for four or six then i think we'll be fine so just just play a natural game this is what i feel right arm left arm it doesn't really matter but yes that really uh you know has a psychological effect on the you know whole indian team too there was one guy that did take on left arm pace and that was surya kumar yadav who had to come very early on after the wicket of kl rahul and rohit sharma fell and he hit shaheen shah for a 6 he hit him for a 4 and then the next over he was out to hasan ali who was pretty expensive for his four overs what do you think about surya kumar yadav at 4 is he still carrying that lack of form in the ipl which he had in the ipl should he be maybe benched for a game because i'm starting to worry that we have a very crucial game coming up and we need our best 11 so should yeah. there be a change with when it comes to surya kumar yadav or even hardik pandya for that matter of fact i would agree with you for hardik pandya because i'll be very very honest with you vashist i i i like hardik pandya is a very good talent i've seen him hitting i mean he's humongous sixes but i mean to be honest not contributing much i feel he's a liability i'll be very honest i'll be very open with you i i might get some criticism too but this is what it is man i mean he hardly comes for batting he is not been in his you know prime or in his form okay he's not bowling for you Okay, I mean, if you want a fielder, you can just bring Jadeja in, man. He'll he'll do he'll do that work for you. But and Jadeja is a much better finisher. We saw him, you know, come up the order than Hardik Pandya. Yes, he just scored a runner ball thirteen. But you know, uh, when it's Jadeja's day, you know, it is his day, right? So and if it Jadeja is not contributing with you, you know, for you with the bat, okay, he'll do it for with you for the ball. But Hardik Pandya, if he, if he's not contributing with for you with the bat, then bhai, to tum ball se bhool bhi jao. okay i'll be very honest so i really feel hardik pandya is a liability unless and until he can bowl his four overs don't pick him in the team i'll feel govich shardul thakur absolutely so, yeah, this team missed shardul thakur and he could have come in place of hardik he could have come in place of bhuvi because you need a number 8 who can swing the bat a little bit and that's what all t20 teams have even someone like pat cummins coming in at number 8 or mitchell stark coming in at number 8 for australia is able to hit the ball sometimes bravo comes down at number 8 for west indies and he is very capable of hitting the big shots so we need a solid number 7 number 8 who can give you at least three overs or four overs as bonus and of course who can swing the bat a little bit so it's very important for shardul thakur to come in that lower middle order and not someone who can't give you at even one or two overs because hardik pandya is not giving you anything with the ball i completely agree with you and as we've seen in the chennai super kings ravindra jadeja is more than capable of batting at number 
Absolutely. And, and you know what? Shardul uh, Thakur won't give you one, two overs. He'll give you proper four overs. And that also dead bowling overs. Okay, which Hardik Pandya cannot do. Okay, I mean, he'll go for runs. Yes, Shardul Thakur will go for runs because, you know, he, he's a proper bowler too. But, you know, he has got those variations, those knuckle balls, those yorkers, those outside of yorkers and all those things. But Hardik Pandya does not have those things. Plus, he's not even bowling. Leave those variations. So you you get in Shardul Thakur. Shardul Thakur has been decent with the bat. He can come and score a five ball ten, or you know, a three ball or a nine ball twenty, something like that, and go away. I mean, he's a capable batsman. We've seen you know in in Australia, in England. So he can bat. You know, when he can bat in Australia and England, he can definitely bat in UAE, man. So <laughs> you got to get Shardul Thakur in the Lord Shardul Thakur in Jadeja is you know he's been in his proper proper form. We all know that. So, so you've got Jadeja, you've got Shardul. There's no need for Hardik Pandya. And coming to Surya Kumar Yadav, okay, yes, he just scored 11 or 12 runs. But boy, those 11, 12 runs which he scored, okay, you know, it wasn't a man out of form, okay. Uh, I would say it was actually a rash shot which he got out. He could have left or he could have just, you know, played with soft hands and, you know, taken taken a single from that ball. But, you know, uh, if you would have stayed, the you know, the score would have been a slight different. This is what I feel. But trust me, I, I believe Surya Kumar Yadav will come good in the upcoming games, at least. So, he's not a man out of form. And Surya Kumar at number four, I think it's fine because, uh, you know, if, if you ask me, I would say I want Virat Kohli to open with Rohit Sharma. Surya Kumar at three or Rahul at three or Surya Kumar at four. You know, something like Something like that. But I, I I wanted Virat Kohli to open, but it's okay. So, it's fine, you know, Vashisht. No doubt. Anand, you mentioned a few episodes ago that form is temporary and class is permanent. And I have a feeling that KL Rahul and Rohit Sharma, yes, they seemed a little bit out of form, but they are classy batsmen. They are fabulous batsmen. They are more than capable of winning you matches in white ball as well as red ball, as we've seen in England. So having these two opening the innings, yes, this game was a little bit of a freak accident for them, but I have a gut feeling that the next game, these two openers are going to build a solid partnership and Virat Kohli at number three is only going to complement that by contributing his chunk of the runs. Obviously, this innings that Virat Kohli played a solid 57 at a strike rate of less than 120, I think it was 117, 118. I'm not too sure, but it was not the strike rate you want to see from a number three in a T20 game for sure. Yeah. When you compare that with the likes of uh, Maxwell, Mitch Marsh, and these guys who are smacking the ball, even though the other players are going at a very, very less run rate in comparison. Surya Kumar Yadav, I have a feeling, is a very capable number four batsman, but right now, by the look of things, if he is pushed maybe one slot down the order, coming in at five, and Ishan Kishan coming in at six, where Rishabh Pant is promoted at four, I think the left-right balance would be a little bit better. Hardik Pandya moving out of the team, and we have Jaddu and Shardul. That would that would balance the team a little better, giving you five bowlers only, proper five bowlers, but at the same time giving you batting all the way down the order. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you because. You know, yes, you you'll miss that sixth bowling option. I I think a, a Virat Kohli can you know bowl one over if he wants if he wants to because we saw that in the warm up game he can he can bowl one two overs here and there you know just to give his bowlers a rest. So I think that sixth bowling option shouldn't be an issue. Okay, if you want to strengthen your batting lineup because uh, we've seen over here the pitches in UAE are becoming slow and slow. 
you know the batsman will slog and they will get out okay so you 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 need that strength in your batting you need your lower middle order to fire too so i feel shardul thakur should come in instead of hardik pandya so i feel you know uh, the openers rahul rohit sharma virat kohli at 3 surya kumar yadav at 4 okay number 5 punt number 6 jadeja number 7 shardul thakur and the bowlers so i feel that will be a perfect perfect balance <laughs> what about ishan kishan should he come in in the middle order to give that little bit of strength cuz he's someone i really want to see go after the bowlers because he's been fabulous in both the the warm up games against england as well as australia uh you know uh, i i really don't want to tinker that much with the playing in because this is just one pickup okay so i i really don't see uh you know much change or ishan kishan coming into the picture if you you know you could have dropped punt if he was not in form but you know he played a decent 38 from 29 delivery so i feel i'll keep punt and i'll keep that man as a my wicket keeper but i don't see ishan kishan fitting anywhere you know i would see him fitting in if we give bhuvi a break drop him because he he really he really was under a lot of pressure gave away quite a bit of runs so did shami as a matter of fact but at least shami is a viable wicket taking option yes he didn't take any wickets in this game but you can't ever count someone like a mohammad shami out he will come back and he will fire but bhuvi is usually that economical option rather than someone who will take wickets up front and maybe you could replace him with a shardul thakur or something because right now by the look of things you can't let go of someone like bumrah or jaddu or even chakravarti as a matter of fact absolutely absolutely so let, let's see what happens in the you know uh, on sunday that is the 31st so you know we three spoke a lot about india let's little bit talk about pakistan too i mean mohammad rizwan babar azam you know shahin shah afridi i mean these three players you know i'll bring out some stats okay because i really love stats mohammad rizwan first 26 matches 224 runs at an average of 17 no hundreds no no 50s you know pro, uh, you know he gets promoted to be an opener the next seven matches okay uh, he scores 850s 100 and a strike rate of 120 and an average of 48 so, i mean this guy with babar azam has been absolutely phenomenal i mean there is there are literally no words for this guy he's played really well yes uh, you know you, you see you, you got to give credit where it's due man yes pakistan played well okay we played decently but they played better than us in each and every department batting bowling fielding so this is what it is man i mean uh, mohammad rizwan babar azam you get them only you put the whole pakistan team under pressure no doubt and anand i have a gut feeling pakistan are table toppers and if we are able to beat our next opponent and afghanistan after that we are sure shot number 2s so we do qualify for the semi finals considering considering we do win the next couple of matches so do you foresee an india pakistan final considering pakistan i see win? them as a semi final because uh, anand uh, it will be possible win... because if we are, if we are a top 2 in the group then our pakistan play yeah. the number 2 in the other group and we play the number 1 in the yeah, other yeah. group i'm so sorry i'm so sorry so i i see india pakistan as a final because if we lose this okay the next game against new zealand on 31st 
then we are almost out of the tournament and you know not out of the tournament but our semi final chances become very difficult okay so i i'm fingers crossed and i hope india wins against new zealand when then we can see an india versus pakistan final i mean after so many years we'll be seeing an india pakistan final 20 2007 if i was you know if i'm not wrong we won our inaugural world t20 so maybe foot after 14 years we can win it again you forgot 2017 bro yeah i mean i purposely did not count that <laughs> but it's okay <laughs> Oh, that beautiful Champions Trophy game, bro! Yeah, Ardik Pandya's innings, but whatever. <laughs> of course, of course. But before we preview India's next game, I just want to like run us a little bit through the tournament that's happened, and how I've seen some excellent cricket emerge and some not so great cricket emerge as well, Anand. Yes. So, so you me- know. Yeah, so I will ask you those questions because I'll be very honest. I haven't got the time to watch. Okay, but I've kept a tab. So I'll start with England versus West Indies. I mean, West Indies was bowled out for fifty-five, if I'm not wrong. I mean, defending champions. Okay, their first game against England and they're bowled out for fifty-five. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Vasish? Uh, Where they did go wrong, according to you? Remember in our previous episode when I told you Anand West Indies looking like the favorites to win these guys look in solid form Pollard Bravo Evan Lewis and then this happens Yeah <laughs> I mean what I don't I I really don't know what happened and how they got to this point but the pitch really seemed like a very not so friendly batting pitch because in the 56 runs that england made to chase down the score they lost four wickets obviously they wanted to accelerate the strike rate by a huge margin so they wanted to go after every single ball that's basically morgan's philosophy but damn akil hussain ravi rampal getting wickets of jason roy john barristow liam livingston these guys are hitters of the ball and they got out very cheaply so all in all it was a day for the bowlers no doubt and and a day for spin adil rashid and moin ali dominated the wicket board especially moin ali with his tight economy and adil rashid just taking wicket after wicket after wicket in only 2.2 overs so a fabulous day for spin bowling and all in all west indies do have to reconsider their approach and yes every batsman should believe in playing their natural game but also be a little bit mindful of the conditions and pace the innings accordingly absolutely absolutely i mean you know not only this but they lost the second game also they put out a decent total of 142 if i'm not wrong 142 145 something like that for the loss of 6 to 7 wickets but they still lost it i mean two they did pretty well with the bat okay but they did not do well with the ball i mean that that's something really been worrying for the defending champions they've lost two on a trot so do you really see them in the semi finals vasist i i highly doubt it anand england look to be in such amazing form so they are sure shot semi finalists now whoever comes at number 2 it's a toss up between sri lanka and australia for me because sri lanka has been playing some excellent t20 cricket and australia are always seen as dominant favorites no matter whatever form they bring but coming to this west indies south africa game of course the quentin dickock controversy where he dropped out from the game for not taking a knee for the black lives matter movement and whatever happened behind the scenes i don't want to make too much of a comment about it because personally i don't know what happened 
So I'll let that be for a later conversation when we get to know a little more information. But Aiden Makram has come back to form, Anand. He was doing okay for the Punjab Kings coming in at three and four sometimes, but damn, Aiden Makram has been hitting the ball at a strike rate of almost two hundred, and very handy with the ball as well, bowling three overs at an economy of only. Seven, so he's really balancing the workload, not letting someone like Dwayne Pretorius or Shamsi get too expensive. So I think Aiden Makram, all in all, gave a very convincing performance, and Andrik Nokia with the ball taking his IPL form here and bowling at high speeds, giving variations. I think he and Rabada complement each other, but Nokia is more of a breakout player this season. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm not wrong, uh, you know, Australia versus South Africa. South Africa put a very low score of 121. If I'm not wrong, right? Yes. And uh, Australia managed to win in the last over itself. So you know that really said a lot about South Africa's fighting spirit and you know their bowling performances, as you mentioned. No doubt, absolutely no doubt. I have to give it to Tabrez Shamsi and Keshav Maharaj because. The Abu Dhabi pitch, the Sheikh Zayed Stadium, has seen a lot of turn in the past couple of games. I think the IPL has just beaten the the pitch enough to make it turn, and we saw wickets coming at the hand of spinners like Keshav Maharaj, Tabrez Shamsi, Andrik Nokia being handy again at the time. And this time, this time, Anand, South Africa made Kagiso Rabada bowl the death. Wow, what a novel concept! Something that Delhi Capitals couldn't think of doing against the Kolkata Knight Riders. You know, there's a difference between IPL team where you know when you're bowling for you know when you're captaining for your national side, right? Uh, you can take a little bit advantage of captaining your IPL side, but when you're captaining your national side, you no, know, this is my nation. I have to think on my feet. I I really need to you know be proactive. So th- that's what. <laughs> Uh, the captain of South Africa did, and you know it was obvious. We all were, we all thought over there. Tom Curran, Kagiso Rabada, it had to go to Rabada, even if he was going for runs. As Abhishek mentioned, you know, in the last uh, episode when we had a mega episode, but you know, it is what it is, right? You know, sometimes those blunders don't pay off. Exactly, but a very very good finish by Marcus Stoinis. We didn't know Marcus Stoinis would be in such good touch. Steve Smith put up a very Serviceable thirty-five at a strike rate of only around a ball, but Marcus Toynis came in and finished the game in style for Australia. When Australia was facing a little bit of a batting collapse, Toynis and Wade came together to consolidate and take Australia home in what I would say would would be a nail-biting last couple of overs, considering the drop in wickets. But I'm glad for Marcus Toynis. Hopefully, he comes a little bit up the order. Maybe um, someone like Mitch Marsh can come down because Stoinis has performed well batting at any point. He's a good floater in the batting order, and obviously Matthew Wade can't ever be discounted. Obviously, not always the man in form, but when in need, Ashes two thousand nineteen or this World Cup, Matthew Wade is there to finish the game. True, true, absolutely. I mean, he's a very underrated player. If I have to be very honest, I mean, he's an underrated wicket keeper. He's an underrated player. I mean, his contributions really, really go unnoticed. He's he's been a 
you know decent performer and he's been contributing for australia in a year after year absolutely now anand there's an, there's been another very interesting match of course it's bangladesh versus sri lanka and this game could have gone one way or another bangladesh made a very good total of 171 considering it sharja and in the ipl we've seen sharja has not gone above 135 140 and bangladesh set up 171 thanks to mushfiqur rahim and mohammad naim but i did not expect sri lanka to chase that down considering saifuddin was bowling decently shakib was bowling very economically but charita salanka and banuka rajpas banuka batted really well he gave them a good sort of middle order balance and asalanka obviously at the top order coming in at 3 and whacking the ball five sixes five fours i think sri lanka is on the rise and they are looking for that second spot to come into the semi finals so you know i i really okay i really think from uh, the group 2 it's going to be india pakistan okay and in the group 1 i feel it's going to be england and uh, maybe sri lanka okay and you know underdogs i am going to take from group 2 afghanistan i am not you know i am legit legit not counting them out because afghanistan can turn wonders i mean i saw one game against uh, you know their game against scotland i mean their net rent net run rate is 6 plus i mean boy <laughs> i mean they won with such a big margin against scotland i mean yes scotland is a much weaker team than afghanistan but you just never know right i mean we saw in 2019 uh, world cup where you know they almost gave us a scare of you know you know pulling that game off but you just never know so i am not counting afghanistan out afghanistan can give a tough fight to both india and pakistan absolutely and that's the thing right india have two very important games coming up so on sunday 31st of october we play new zealand and then 3 days later on wednesday 3rd of november which is the day before diwali we play afghanistan which we will see a lot of fireworks in with bat and the spin bowling and these two games will decide where india and the other teams will fare in that group 2 table so anand without any further ado please preview india versus new zealand tell me what are the conditions going to be like considering we are playing again in the dubai international stadium and what would the changes be on both teams you know i really don't see you know i mean i don't see virat kohli doing any changes because you know he's got ravi shastri and ms dhoni over there with him so i i don't think he do, he will do any changes yes he might bring a one two changes like you know maybe a hardik pandey drop in he might get charlot takore in you know that's the only change i feel he he will do but there might there will be no changes from the india side i feel because as virat kohli said we are not a team where we press the panic button very early okay so this is going to be the same and the conditions over there uh during the toss i saw the pitch report and the toss virat kohli said there there is no grass on the pitch okay there was a little bit of grass during the ipl but there is no grass on the pitch which makes it a very good batting surface okay but uh, the main problem is the dew okay uh, in the second innings the dew comes in and the batting becomes much more easier okay for the team batting second so win the toss bowl first 
you know yes uh, if the team gets 170 180 there's no need to worry about because the dew will come in and it will be much you know the ball will come to the bat much better so you just go out there play a natural game and even for new zealand side i guess they have lost you know two two games so uh, even you know new zealand one two changes but you know no, nothing major i feel you know because uh, kane williamson is that kind of a captain who li- who likes to back his players so i really don't see any changes coming from new zealand side too so new zealand have lost their gun bowler locky ferguson to an injury and he is out of the of the world cup in its entirety so we won't see the fast 150 km per hour bowler locky ferguson coming in and instead we have the tall mumbai indians adam milne coming in in his place and which is why we saw daryl mitchell opening the innings with um martin guptill and a little bit of a reshuffling in the order because we needed that extra bowling option but now by the look of things new zealand have a very very good chance of utilizing both devin conway and kane williamson as your core middle order because these are two fabulous batsmen and of course devin conway being a left-handed bat does give you that right left combination with williamson in the middle order which will really confuse indian bowlers so indian bowlers really need to be tactful about uh, their, their field placements their bowling order slightly more than how they did in the previous game india i see making a change i see them bringing in shardul instead of either hardik or bhuvi i would say bhuvi can get a rest as well because he is really not been as effective as i predicted and yeah i think it's going to be a very competitive game and hopefully as an indian fan of course i would like to see india win this one and secure their spot in the semi final almost and you you said uh, bhuvi should get a rest i mean vashist tell me when did he play a game i mean i'll be very honest okay he is hardly even got any game time whether it is red ball cricket white ball cricket i really don't see bhuvi getting much of a game time i really feel india should back bhuvaneshwar kumar till he gets back his form yes he might you know uh, not be as effective as he was in his prime but you know he's a very good bowler so you back him you give him games and i'm pretty sure he'll be back in form so i i don't feel you should drop bhuvaneshwar kumar bhuvi was excellent against sri lanka in the t20 series in july he took four wickets in the first game three wickets in the second game didn't manage to take the wickets in the third game but that was because of the whole covid outbreak that happened so bhuvaneshwar kumar has obviously been great depending on the conditions but right now since there's no swing on hand and plus you need someone who can give you variations in speed maybe someone like ashardul thakur could be a more viable option as your third bowler your third seamer after shami and bumrah so that can always be a possibility but considering how other teams are balanced a six bowler is very important a team like namibia and scotland have a six bowling option so why not india see i mean india is a much better team and as as i said virat kohli can bowl one two overs okay for a six bowling option okay so i i really and i'll be very honest uh, virat kohli was the last indian bowler to take a wicket in t20 world cup it was 2016 semi final versus west indies in mumbai wankhede so uh, you, you know i i 
I really think Virat Kohli can be that sixth bowling option. Okay, for India in the in this World Cup. So uh, five bowlers: Shardul Thakur, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, uh, Jasprit Bumrah, Mohammad Shami, and one spinner. Yes, you can you know either drop Shami or you know get in another spinner depending upon the conditions. But I I really feel Bumrah, Bhuvi, Shami, Thakur are perfect. Maybe because we've seen Adil Rashid and Moin Ali take stack wickets against Bangladesh and West Indies in both their matches, like stack stack wickets. These guys have been phenomenal in Dubai, in the Dubai stadium. So, if India goes in with maybe two or maybe even three spinning options, I think it would be fantastic. Bro, we forgot about forgot about Jadeja. Jadeja can be a sixth bowling option. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean. Look at it. See, you have got Shardul Thakur, you've got Bhuvneshwar Kumar, you've got Jasprit Bumrah. Okay, you've got uh, Mohammad Shami, you've got Chakravarti. These are proper five bowlers, and Jadeja is sixth bowling option. You don't even need Virat Kohli actually. True, but then you would have to bat Jadu at six and Shardul at seven. Are you ready for that gamble? Why not? I mean, see, T20 is a is a shorter game, right? It is a short. It is a short. Sorry, it's a short format. You need your batters to give you a good foundation. You need your opening openers to give you a forty, fifty, or a maybe a sixty, or you know, foundation. Then Virat Kohli, Surya Kumar Yadav uh, can just take it on from there, and even Rishabh Pant. I, I really don't see India's batting going down than J- uh, Ravindra Jadeja. Hopefully not. Hopefully game. doesn't yeah. come to that because point see, where batting goes more than six. Yeah. I'll be very honest because after New Zealand we've got Afghanistan, Scotland, and Namibia. If I'm not wrong, okay. So I mean, uh, leave leave Scotland and Namibia and Afghanistan out. Okay, yes, they are a good team, but I really don't see they they taking a lot of wickets against us. So we are secured for these three games, and it just, there's just one game, right, New Zealand. So why not just take the risk, man? For Afghanistan, we need good players against spin, and which is why. Hardik Pandya, Shreya Sayar, these guys who have been fantastic against spin, having a strike rate of one forty, one fifty against spin bowling. You have to get Hardik back for the Afghanistan game. Uh, no man, Sayar comes wrong. in from the reserves, who's been excellent against spin bowling. So I am so sorry. I really disagree with you on that once again because you've got excellent players of spin over there too. You got Surya Kumar Yadav, you got Virat Kohli, you got Jadeja. I mean Ravindra Jadeja. That guy, you know, has been in his form of his life. We saw that in the IPL. We saw that in India's international matches too. He's played well. He can play spin. So you don't need Hardik Pandya. Trust me. You drop Hardik Pandya, you get Shardul Thakur. You're 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 ready to go. Trust me, you're ready to go. hopefully that is a possibility and we make it through to the semis albeit at position number 2 because pakistan will have that first spot secured because of their first two massive wins but looking forward anand we have basically our top 4 kind of in our minds but like how ipl has an orange cap and a purple cap Which player do you think will score the most amount of runs this World Cup, and which player do you think will take the most number of wickets this World Cup? Oh, uh, if you're just talking about India or like all England. round, all round. This is all twelve teams. Um, now, 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 this is really very difficult. Okay, I'll go with Shine Shah Afridi for wickets. Okay, I mean that guy. I mean, I saw his performance. He's done really, really well. So I feel I'll go with Shine Shah Afridi. 
and for batting i mean i don't know man because these are very low scoring uh, pitches and you hardly will get a you know 170 180 kind of uh, you know target so i i'm not sure about the batting but for bowling i'll go with shahin shah afridi i think shahin shah afridi is a very very strong chance of him getting a lot of wickets because he's been in some form some yeah, massive yeah. form so uh, what are your picks you know uh, batting and bowling for this whole tournament so both my picks come from one country and that's england who've been okay. absolutely fantastic in the first two games that they've played i think joss butler is more than capable of getting that or the icc version of the orange cap i don't know what it's called but joss butler has been fine touch and credit to oin morgan oin morgan has obviously observed the test matches between india and england and guys like johnny bairstow and joss butler really haven't sh- shined that much in those test matches it was only root that was carrying those games but as soon as butler and bairstow come to white ball they're just completely different players and morgan doesn't look at test match form he just looks at white ball form and backs these two guys to score to score the brunt of their runs obviously livingston jason roy moin ali these guys are obviously supporting but butler i feel like butler's my guy he is a t20 match winner and he can score the most runs absolutely so you know before we sign off tell me your top four teams now i mean we've seen few matches you know uh, tell me where are your top you know i think almost 10 to 15 days have been passed since the world cup started so you know you you tell me what who you know which teams will qualify for the top four according to you uh pakistan and england absolutely no doubt these two are going into the semi finals your okay. other two uh, my heart says india i really hope india secures that third spot and for the fourth spot i'm going in for a dark horse pick i'm going with sri lanka going in in your number 4 spot and then the semi finals obviously being india england and pakistan sri lanka and then hopefully in india pakistan final okay i mean uh, sri lanka that's a very good choice i think i'll go with australia i feel england australia pakistan india i mean top 4 best teams in the world how can you not have them in the top 4 of an icc tournament man how can you not have you know uh, pakistan england final or india versus australia semi final i mean you, you got to have these four teams you know in the top 4 f and icc tournament so yes and i'll give as underdog i'll go with sri lanka and afghanistan from both the groups no doubt no doubt i just hope india don't miss out because of afghanistan's constant yes. rise but you mentioned australia being some team that can't be denied Did you remember Australia losing four one against West Indies in the T Twenty series, and then against Bangladesh again three one, or was it two one? I'm not too sure, but they lost the T Twenty series against Bangladesh. So we really don't know what Australia is going to show up to the party. Is it going to be the dominant Australia with Aaron Finch and David Warner crushing the bowlers in the power play, or? is it going to be a slightly weakened australia where we have to depend on marcus toynis to anchor in innings and take us home rather than just hit a few boundaries in the end so it's really difficult to tell what australia are we seeing of course the bowling looks impeccable josh hazelwood would be another pick to take the most number of wickets this season in the form that he's been so it can be a toss up but 
as someone who's really appreciated Sri Lanka over the past couple of months, I hope they take that position over Australia. Let's see, let's see. Because see, Glenn Maxwell is in good form. Marcus Toynis, we saw. I mean, Aaron Finch will come to the party. He's the captain. So, I know he'll step up. And David Warner is just having a bad phase in his life right now. So, I feel uh, you cannot underestimate Australia. They have been the most consistent team in all ICC tournaments, if I have to be very honest. I mean, four World Cups, two Champions Trophy. What else do you want, man? I mean, so, yeah. So, I'm going with Australia, top four. And uh, Sri Lanka and Afghanistan, the underdogs. No doubt, no doubt. These guys, it looks like an exciting tournament. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. I can't wait to see more of the matches. We will be back to give you our thoughts on India, New Zealand, India, Afghanistan, and of course, the rest of the matches in this World Cup. So, stay until then, signing off. Vasish Chabria, Anand Samad. Stay safe, wear your mask, get vaccinated. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone.